If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Oh, yeah. Let's fire it up. Guess who we have in the house today? It's the original. Yeah, the OG. Or, two the original, original, yeah. original <laughs> Mind Pump uh, hosts. Original, original, original. You've got Sal Stefano, Flavor. Justin Andrews. Yeah. Adam Schaefer. And the Craig Caperso. Craig Caperso. Craig Caperso's here. What up, brother? AKA Thor. Dude, I'm uh I'm pretty I'm I'm <laughs> I pretty just, I just snapped y'all. I'm pretty I'm social media horse. stoked uh, to have you back in the house. We we first of all, um, and I hope the audience doesn't mind a little bit here, we gotta get cut up, man. Uh all of us have been super busy lately. Uh this guy's had a kid since uh, the last time we had a little baby yeah, girl. Man, congratulations. Thank uh, you, thank yeah. you. What's what's uh what's daddy life been like for you? <laughs> It's uh, for me. It's not been so hard because uh, wifey's taken over everything. Wendy, my wife, has just been a rock star. So, giving her a lot of kudos. Uh, being a mother is a challenge. It's uh, it's not easy. <laughs> I have the baby for a few minutes, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, you want to take her back? <laughs> I love my daughter. She's great. She smiles at me and she brightens my day. No matter what's going on in it, it's fantastic to have a daughter. So, for all the people thinking of having kids and not. I say do it. Um, you're missing out. If you don't have kids, you don't know what I'm talking about. You just don't. Yeah. It's completely something that's an epiphany to you at this point. Sounds cool, but once you have your own, it's completely different. It's amazing. So. And it's literally the first time I've seen you smile since you came in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, we just brought up his kid. Yeah, it's true. It's it does true. that. It does that, man. That's why I opened up that way. I felt yeah. it was a good idea to get him because I, I know he's probably not feeling the best. Aren't you? So you're getting ready for... The first ever uh, men's classic, so pro men's classic. I know they had the amateur version already, but this is going to be the first pro men's classic. This is true. And uh, tell me, tell me. I, so, your for your height, your weight. What do you need to come in at weight wise, and where did you start, and uh, wh- what's that been like for you? Well, here's the trick. Um, I just measured myself, right? Um, and and when I say measure myself, I'm talking about the height because now we have to hide ourselves and I have to weigh ourselves. So. I'm super close to the 5'10 mark. You know, there's like between 5'10 and 5'11 and there's a, a weight category. Well, my doctor, I don't know what happened. If I shrank or if I was just like... like Jump squats with 315. Something, yeah. something happened. <laughs> yeah, something. I crushed I was, you down yeah. an inch. She like hided me like 5'9 and like just under f- the 5'10 mark. So I was like sweating it. So I just hided myself, you know, put a, some numbers on a wall and make sure that I was there. I'm like 5'10 and just a smidge over. So I got to think that I'm coming in at 5'10 and 5'11. Mm-hmm. If I don't, See you later. I'm not competing. So um, the category weight is 205 for me, 510 to 511, 205 for pros, 200 for amateurs. So that's that's light for you. That's very light for you. I turned pro, I don't know, whenever the first physique year was at 200 pounds. So if you think about it over the course of the the next, I think it's four years since, five years, that I've only been able to put on five pounds of muscle. That's not a true statement. So, um, therefore, I'm definitely taking things off on my way down. So you, so how much do you weigh right now? Two fifteen point four this morning. Oh wow, well, you're down. You're down. The last time I checked on you, you were around two twenty. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but okay. you're two fifteen and you're shredded. You're shredded as hell right now. So you're gonna have to lose some muscle. Something's coming off. Damn. Mm. That I mean, sucks. Temp- is it gonna be temporary? Mu- you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's one of those. You know how it's going. It's like suck out the water. Gonna, fluid, the water is gonna be. Hey, look. I'm giving myself like little thresholds. So I'm going to say, okay, what can I achieve until Monday as far as my weight loss goes? And then I'll figure out what I have to do with my diet. Like this, I prep myself. I've coached myself for years. 
Um, and I'm always the one who monitors it. But this time around, it's like I'm really having to hold myself accountable with a nightly check-in, picture, scale. Oh, a, an AM check-in, picture, scale to see exactly how much I'm dropping from night to morning, which I've never done in the past. I know, Adam, I think you've done that with yeah. your clients. But for me, I've never cared or never just didn't, I wasn't chasing a number. So now I'm looking exactly what that is. And so, OK, I drop between this much and this much. So, OK, so now I know what I have to do you know, what I pee out at night. And that's just natural. That's not without any diuretics or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, so provided I have this much calories, you know, during my day, this is going to equate to this. So it just depends on how much I'm going to lose until Monday or Tuesday, depending on how, if I'm going to have to go into a, like a straight fast, mm. you know, and just not eat and not, you know what I mean? Like it could be miserable for me and I'm, I'm not looking forward to the road ahead. <laughs> now, when you, uh, when you first started this, I know you were messing around with a uh, ketogenic diet a little bit. Are you still running that or how? No, it's too late. I didn't implement this fast enough and you know, keto won't take place till like, you know, a week or two into it yeah. to get really into it. So it might've been a good look, but um, just, I decided not to do it. Um, so now the time's up, so I don't have a chance you to, have get to stick to it. what you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, if, if I go low carb, which I'm kind of in a low carb right now, you know, I'm just means I'm zapping my energy and not getting any in return because we all know keto. If, if, if you know of keto anyway, I'm sure you guys can lighten the group. But once you get into ketosis, there's a specific, you know, energy that comes from the ketones being released in your body, which replace the carbohydrates that usually produce, you know, the energy. So provided most hap- what happens to most people that attempt a ketogenic diet they're not in ketogenesis they're just in low carbs and so that's why they screwed up a lot so a lot of people have a really bad rap for it i had a great experience with it because yeah. i found myself in ketosis you have to eat I measured, fat. i measured the sticks and but you also have to have a l- less protein mm-hmm. which i think people overdo the protein right. because the protein will bump you off yep so that's i think one of the biggest hurdles people are like oh i'll crush my protein crush my fat drop my drop my carbs well, great and all, but I mean, do you realize it's 5% of your do- total daily calories is all the, the true keto dentist diet is uh, allowing for carbs? Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is vegetables pretty much yeah, take you that. You can't out. have carbs. You have to have only like trace. That's yep. right. That's yep. right. No, for sure. Did you, um, when you did it, did you actually, have you ever seen the strips, the little pea strips? Mm-hmm. Or, I used them. You did use yeah. them. Yeah. There's a, there's a, another one too, like a, I think a blood test one too. But um, I just use the strips. So. They have a. The, I saw one, this one uh, device that you can actually plug into your computer and breathe into it because ketones it, yeah. come out of your breath too. They have like a one you could do with your phone too. I think for that. Oh, Some, is it? Somebody yeah invented it. Yeah. I just I just pee on Justin and then he <laughs> he lets me know if he I kind of you know swish it around a bit and I'm like eh. yeah too and, much protein yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm too much lay off of that you know <laughs> definitely the asparagus and you got a lot welcome of that. back to Mind Pump yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, how are you enjoying this uh, contest prep Craig for my from looking from the outside in you look like you're really enjoying yourself at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement and hold me to it I don't really give a shit. Um, here it comes, here it comes everybody. This will be my last contest, um, for performing f- or getting ready for a competition for the way I look. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it doesn't mean I'm done competing. I like to compete. That's just who I am. That's my nature, but it doesn't mean I'll be competing on a stage that I'll get points or, you know, something for how I look. Mm. Let's just put it that way. The co- cosmetic performance. Sure. talking about. You know, I'm not saying that I'm going to go CrossFit or going to the open or going anything like that, but there will be, you know, there's other stuff out there that I enjoy. And I just feel like I've, I've lost the joy of fitness a little bit competing and, um, you know, all the stress of getting ready and the sacrifices. I mean, my whole brand that I just recreated was live life, L I V L F E.com. And, you know, the whole mantra is live life to the fullest, live life full circle, have your cake and eat it too. have your job, have your family, have your fun, have a beer, have a whatever. 
Right. I'm not doing any of that fucking shit right now. I gotta, I gotta be honest. <laughs> so I'm completely not living to my brand. And, and I just want to get back to being me. And I could tell you right now, preparing for this show has been such a miserable experience for me. This one in particular, just because I'm chasing a number on a scale. Usually I chase a look and I can get that look. I'm, I'm, I'm where I want to be now. I was just saying, you're, I was just saying, you got, the, right you got the look right now. Yeah. <laughs> so now I got to drop another 10 pounds on top of it. So I see, you know, we, I talked, you know, maybe, maybe we talked here in the past. I don't know, but you know, I, I've watched bodybuilders mannerisms and different things and they're miserable people, mm-hmm. especially when they get close to a show and I get it now. Yeah. So kudos to you guys for being bodybuilders who, who really <laughs> take it down us physique competitors fucking bunch of pussies i gotta lie um seriously we just get ready we just get on show and there's no there's no stage weight you just look a certain part and that's it i gotta be honest it's been a it's been an easy ride you know getting ready for physique in comparison in Mm -hmm. comparison to what i'm doing right now so Mm -hmm. you know not to you know take it how you like i mean you know i just spit it real and i'm probably not functioning correctly today well i know one Um, thing about is you're very um Craig's probably one of the more driven people I've met in terms of business. Uh, mm-hmm. He works hard, very, very hard at what he does, um, constantly trying to improve upon what he does. One of the reasons why um, I enjoyed working with him for the short period that we did, it, it, this has got to affect that. I mean, that's something you pride yourself in. It's got to affect how you uh, you perform business, right? Yeah, this is the second re- Well, besides being just completely miserable and sacrificing everything, which I was alluding to that, you know, when you're a performance athlete, you're, you're, you're not sacrificing, you're rewarding yourself food and different things in order to peak your performance right Mm -hmm. um so i just think the the mental psyche when you're going after specific goals changes when you're when you're a competitor trying to look a specific way you really got to figure out what that why is and then you know do the ends justify the means and so when i've got ready for the past and different shows it was always to get to the next stage of my business career because i was always using the stage as some kind of a business endeavor a stepping stone in all honesty, guys, I've never wanted to and never grew up saying I want to be Mr. Olympia. It just never was in my cards. It was always an after effect. Um, but what you're just what you just mentioned as far as getting ready for preparing for business and everything else, this has completely got in the way. Mm. Completely. Like you guys just asked me prior to us turning the air on. So what's your day like? And I go, well, it's fucking stacked, but what am I going to do? I'm not really sure because <laughs> I have, I've got a, such a schedule that I'm supposed to be keeping and timelines that I'm supposed to be reaching for software deployments, and different things that I'm doing for my company and, and business development. But I find myself in the last two weeks, not doing almost any of it. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. being like, kind of just going through this whole thing in a fog. And it's yeah. like, I'm not a peak performance from a mindset. I'm not peak performance for the energy that I need, just being quick and just being the business person that I am. And it's taking away. So when I say the ends justify the means, they do not in this case. Yeah. Well, see, I appreciate your honesty because I think, uh, especially on Instagram and on social media, we talk a lot about um, fitness, quote unquote, professionals who compete on stage and they uh, present themselves as this is how you get fit. This is how you get healthy. But you're being quite honest and you're saying, look, this is not the healthy way to do it. It doesn't feel good to com- to train and eat this way to look a particular way versus training more for performance and, and health and those types of things. Health and, and feel good are two different things versus what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm an extreme person right now. Let's right. just put it this way. Like if you went to zero to one, I don't know which way you want to call it or zero to one, zero to ten. I'm at the the opposite of whatever spectrum you could think. So like, you know, when I talk about health and fitness to, you know, people, the mainstream, you know, there's got to be some kind of close road to like off the center line. Right. Right. You know, most people are probably sitting in, you know, 
the backside of it when they're saying, like, let's just put 10 as the high, you're extreme athlete, 10, zero, you're, you're a couch potato, don't do anything, okay? You know, we got to probably think that mainstream lives in the, in the, in the, what did I say? In the threes, right? Yeah. Because we said 70% of people are probably obese. I think that's the numbers that are coming right. back. So, you know, let's get you closer to like five, four, or three. But I mean, getting a two and one, you're completely sacrificing. Let me repeat, sacrificing your world for this. So that is not something that I recommend to anyone really. Well, you wouldn't unless wanna... your why is completely to be that one. And and what it, and even if you are that one, does that really do anything financially for you? And if it does, great, make a business out of it. But also extend that business long term. That's one of the things that I get so frustrated with that my fellow colleagues, they look so short term. You know, what is their long term goal? I just saw a post this morning about Instagram. Instagram's feed actually shutting down the same way Facebook's are and your your tractions aren't getting the same look. People aren't getting your feed. You know, if I post a picture, you may not have even seen it this morning. Mm-hmm. I posted one, you probably didn't see it. So it's the same traction that you gotta get. And so soon you're gonna have to pay for your post. So congratulations, you got a million followers. Now you gotta pay for your fucking post. Good yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did a um yeah, and I'd like you to elaborate a little bit because I actually, uh, you know, I watch your periscopes whenever you get time. And uh, you did one just recently after uh, you attended uh, Troy, my father-in-law's funeral, Troy's. And, uh, you know, it seemed to kind of hit hit home for you. And uh, it did for me, too. I mean, uh, those that don't know, I talked a little bit about that before that he just passed. Craig was there. And uh, just a, a killer celebration of life. You know, probably one of the most uh, unique and special men uh, ever in my life. Uh, to see the way he impacted people. And it really makes you, like you said, reflect on what what are we all doing this for, you know? I got to be honest. Adam invited me to the show or his his celebration of life, I'm going to call it, because it's not really a funeral, in my opinion, the way this whole thing went down. It was, it was really amazing. I've never been to a mass or a ceremony or anything like it that just, you know, just showcase somebody at such a high level and then made you want to just be more. and. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I just took that message home with me and I was just like, I'm not living up to who I want to be. You know, I'm living at a high level, but there's more to be. I could be a better husband, a better father, a better, a better friend to my friends. I mean, shit, I haven't called you guys. I mean, I could even do that even more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's just so much many more levels that you can be more to somebody. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's tough, though, when you when you think about and, and that's a great point, because we all consider ourselves good friends, but that's one of the things that I love about all you guys is if I didn't hear from you guys for two, three months, it wouldn't I wouldn't have less love for you. We I just pick know, right back up. Yeah, we yeah. pick right up. And I also know what maniacs we all are. Right. We have these these huge goals, but then you you get you kinda get stopped in your tracks when you see that and, and it makes you ask, like, well, why do I do all this crazy stuff and why am I such a maniac to be successful and things like that when man, I, I care more about that. When I pass and I go I want people to remember me that way on, on how I made them feel and the lives that I changed, not by how successful I was or what I accomplished in this world, but the people that I impacted. And it really makes you reflect and, and think about that. Well, yeah. it's just, it's interesting too, for me to see like your whole demeanor change, like becoming a father and everything. Cause I know for me, that was like, it was just a huge milestone where you do, you have this sense of like reflection, you know, like what am I doing right now? Like what, what are the important things going on in my life? And let me just start to zero in on that. And, you know, even friendships, like if they're loose friendships, like you start to, to realize, um, like, is this, is this really like where I want to put in all my energy into? And like, who are the people around me? You know, I want to associate myself with more exclusively. And, and then I just got this sense of urgency, like, oh my God, like, okay. Like my work ethic just like went through the roof. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was going to ask you about that. Like, do you feel this like 
sense of urgency now, even more so being a father. <laughs> you guys know I'm moving to Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah. I just heard about it. I don't know if you could say I went to more extremes in that situation that you just brought up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's life opening and it certainly alters your perception and priorities. Um, there's friends that I've had in the past. As of recently, I basically just asked them out of my life. And I was saying, these friends aren't helping me. If anything, they're hurting me. They're going to bring me down in some aspect or they're not just going to, I'm not going to travel this journey with them. They were, they were temporary and let me put them in a temporary box and maybe I'll pick up and I can go party with them or something like that. Or, and that's cool, but you just got to prioritize and box people and say, okay, this person can help me here. This person can help me here. This person's an emotional support. This person, you know, just, you got to just put people in these little places in these little zones and know who they are. Like I'm a pretty good judge of character, like right away. I'm like, I like you or I don't, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can meet you for a second and be like, yeah, you're going to, you might be in my life and you're not, but, uh, you got to figure that out because there's going to be a draw to your life. And, you know, when you have a family and you're pursuing greater things for the benefit of not just you anymore, your family, your, your, your kid, you got to figure out who do you want to bring around these people too. That matters a lot. So, you know, I just think like that. I just think like, you know, I don't even want to expose my, my family to certain people anymore. It's like, you know, just just trying to get clarity in the whole. No whole wonder thing. I haven't gotten invited over. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk it's about all making sense. <laughs> let's talk about training for a second. How are you, is your training different now? Cause I see you posting exercises and stuff. I wasn't super familiar with how you worked out before, but just looking at some of the stuff that you've posted more recently, you seem to be doing different types of exercises and movements. And I hate to use the word functional in this, but it looks like you're doing some, you know, you're, you're improvising a little bit and doing different type of exercise. Are you, have you changed some of that stuff to, and have you seen any results from it? Uh, I'm always unconventional. Let me put it that way. Okay. I mean, for, for the beginning of time, I've always found myself doing things that others would look twice at, you know? Um, so I wouldn't recognize that I'm changing, but I am trying to work on some like overhead stability because mm-hmm. I know where I have lacking, um, you know, issues. So, you know, when you see me post certain things, like you can you can hashtag Craig's Gym Hacks and see a bunch of the weird stuff that I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people might say, oh, those are stupid. Some people might say, hey, you didn't need to do it. You could do it a simpler way. But if you're going to be in the gym for, you know, you know, an hour a day, you know, six days a week, it's going to get boring after a while if you continue to do the same things over and over. So I like to improvise and provide variety. So for me, I'm always looking for different ways to hit a different muscle for just variation, you know. I don't know if there's a lot to it, the science behind, you know, hitting a muscle from a different angle, but I got to, I got to figure, I got to, the, the body's, you know, not going to adapt to something repetitively. Right. If, you, if you provided just a new stimulus, maybe there's something to it. But again, now we're cutting hairs. I don't, I'm not going to get into the, the small specifics of it. It's really mm-hmm. just mentally for me. I like doing things a little bit differently. So my training now, I'm actually following my new version of 30 days out that I'm creating. Um, I launched this one on on bodybuilding.com in 2014. It was an extreme cut trainer that I lost like close to 20, 25 pounds, about, I think it's 23 actually in 30 days. Mm-hmm. I'm really going to be doing the ex- identical damn cut. However, I started from a way bigger, um, I started from 236 and cut down to like 215-ish or something in that range, depending on where the water was when it came out. 
I started 225, 226 now and have to go another 10 pounds to the lower. So it's a, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? With a much um, more muscle on you probably than you were before too. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, yeah, a, it's so a whole nother level. It's a, it's a harder game this time around. Calories are even lower this time around for me. So, and the, and the problem is I'm filming like last time I got ready for my wedding in 30 days and it really, there was no repercussions if I didn't hit it. Right. I did have a photo shoot that ended up happening while I started that cut that I ended up shooting for muscle mag magazine cover. Um, but it was like a net benefit of doing it this time around. I'm on stage to get judged by everybody. That's when it really the pressure's on for me. Like, and this is the first. Is this the, one of the first? Uh, the first. Uh, what, first. Is, what is it? Classic, right? It's called yeah. classic. So a lot of people will be looking at this. All eyes on you, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things where I can't. This is the very first classic or pro. Uh, pro. Okay, the yeah. pro. pro. Gotcha. And f- for years, you know, I've been the one crying in this division about saying, "Hey, let's lower these shorts. Let's show what we got." So. I'm definitely going to bring that to the stage. <laughs> I'm not worried. Well, that's a plus for you yeah, big time because right. your legs are, you have pro, you have pro bodybuilder legs. Yeah, man. I'm not worried. I mean, someone's yeah. going to stand next to me and they're going to have a problem matching my legs. I don't give a shit who you, who you are really <laughs> stated. Um, Especially however, in the, yeah. <laughs> my upper body shrinks like crazy when mm. I bring it down. Like my arms, I just did a, a, like a back post the other day on Instagram and I was critiquing myself and I'm, like, yeah, my arms are undersized in comparison to my back because I got a big legs. I got a big back. So I could dwarf myself. So I got to I got to learn how to pose it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I would look. Things. Have you looked at uh, old uh, Dorian Yates posing routines and Not stuff? Not Dorian. I looked at like Bob Paris and some of these yeah. other guys. Well, Dorian, I mean, Dorian had a torn bicep for half the Olympias he won. His arms were never that massive compared to his back and his legs. He was known for that torso and, and leg thickness. Mm-hmm. And he was brilliant with the way he presented it on stage when he would go up against guys who like Flex Wheeler and Kevin Lavroni who had these amazing, you know, delts and arms. Yeah. And he would blow them away because I mean, let's be let's be honest, legs and back, that's a that's a big big muscle group and if you can present them in a certain way, you'll make yeah. the guy next to you look like he's he belongs in a smaller weight class. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would say uh, Dorian Yates would probably be a good good guy to look at for sure. Yeah, f- for some reason the arms just never grow. I, I don't know much. I don't care how much I hit him. I'm going to have to start throwing synthrol or something in my <laughs> don't do the rich I'm joking but I'm just I'm making a funny point they just don't do anything yeah. well you know I, I don't really think you say that about yourself it's funny and it's of course we're all uh, critics we're of our, super critical yeah we're ourselves. super critical you don't have small arms you just have you have a massive fucking yeah. back and legs it's just bro. overshadowed that's, by yeah, exactly. the size of- that's 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 all it is it's not that you have small arms by any means it's it's just that is that when you have that massive of a back and, and a core you have a solid core which is I mean, look how you've been able to train. I mean, I've never seen anybody else do jump squats yeah. with 315 in my life before. You have built a core like that and you've built a strong back and legs like that. It just it doesn't mean you have small arms. Just well, I hope this division appreciates that. Well, you that's know? what because, you gotta hope for, right? Because the whole the whole trimmed in like skinny waist thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really I'm curious to how it's gonna go it's down. Bullshit. I'm like, not gonna find out too yeah. long. It's gonna be kind of like a one and done for me. Like if it like let's just say if I win the show. And this yeah. is a hypothetical. I don't feel like I have a good a lot of love in California <laughs> compared to where I placed in my last show. Mm. Um, so assuming I win, let's just put it this way, then I go on to the Olympia. So then obviously I will do that. But if, what if place do you have to get to qualify for the Olympia? In this? First. You have to get first. Yeah. Okay. And then if you get like second or third, you get some points towards it. But, Got it. you know, I'm pretty sure from where my head's at right now and everything that's going on business wise for me, it just really doesn't make sense for me to be a competitor post the show. Mm. I did this show honestly just because they shortened the shorts for no other reason i was done competing Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you guys knew but i was done competing i was like i'm hanging it up i got so many things going on with business that i need to focus and uh you know do that but they (laughs) they threw a wrench at me last year and they said hey we're gonna come out with this division i go 
Here we go. <laughs> so you talk <laughs> about the shorts. Sounds like me. So physique is board shorts. This is these are not. It's not the typical posing trunks like the speedos that they wear in bodybuilding. No, it's right? like uh, it's like boxer briefs, but a little shorter. Got it. Okay, so striated glutes. Nobody's gonna be able to see that. If you hike them up, you can, but no, no, you well, can't see straight glutes. Yeah, because I'm wondering if they the take away. Okay, you can see the tie-ins. Like I'll, I'm gonna wear mine. Short I'm just thinking of your strengths. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen you get real lean, especially yeah. in the lower body. So, mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, uh, come up with you know, maybe more ideas. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it's really going to come down to judging. You know, it really will because, and and you would hope that because it's classics and and we're we're going towards that way, it's supposed to be different than men's physique. That somebody with a, a a solid core and legs like Craig that would bode well, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we'll see though, you know. We'll see if they're just looking for a little bit bigger men's physique looking guys, or they're well, they got looking some bodybuilders for- in the show too. I don't know if you heard Stan McQuay's in here this time around. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, there's, I think, some guy Dareem. I don't know. I just saw like Muscle Contest just did a post of uh, some of the guys that are going to be in it, and um, I was surprised. Some big bodybuilders. Mm. I mean, I've competed against some crossover IFBB bodybuilders that came into physique because they were just after the fact kind of retired wanted to you know still keep it going so I assume we're going to see a lot of that too mm. you know throughout the throughout the season and they got a bunch of shows we're actually in the Olympia this year too um, I know year one physique never made it to the Olympia um, but year one classic is going to be in the Olympia interesting can we can we dive into a little bit like uh you know share about like uh, you're being you're sponsored by bodybuilding.com if people don't know that already obviously you should if you've ever been on the bodybuilding.com seen pictures all over of you um what what is that like right now going through this you, you, t- you talked a little bit about uh what exactly do they expect you to do what are you what are you creating right now is it going to be what's the name of it is it fury is that fury or is it it's fury okay yeah. tell, 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 well i'm not uh um, they didn't you got liberty to talk about it no i could talk about it it's okay. not theirs it's mine Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I'm, uh, I'm producing. I'm I'm post production. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm I'm pretty much the editor chief videographer. Well, no wonder there's so much and, uh, work on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the whole Every thing. Day, huh? I uh, the first one I set up all my camera angles. I mean, I I work with two to three cameras. So like, I'm a crazy person when it comes to what I do with my cameras. Like, I don't know if you saw some of the teasers I put up, but they're much different than most people. And when you see them, you're like, dude, how many people are working on the set? It's me. <laughs> It's me. And it's actually something that I'm considered doing is a career after this because I'm like, I'm good at this. You know, it's like you always want to like do things that you're good at. And I actually have a, some of a passion for it. Like after when I'm po- I'm cutting things up, I'm like, oh, this is coming out great. I like the way this is looking. So I actually did get some dollars to uh, help me in post-production, make things a little bit better than the skill set that I currently just was able to acquire myself. But, uh, you know, I use like Final Cut Pro. I mean, I have the Photoshop. I mean, I also have a photo at um, a an editor who does my photoshopping for me too. So I have a small team that I do work with, but for the most part, I'm, I'm created, developed, authored, um, this whole project and shot it. So, and you're, so go ahead. So, uh, so what, are, what, what are the parameters? I mean, how do they, they say just film yourself and then put it, ooh, I mean, who, well, I mean, parameters well, I mean, you're, well, you, I mean, you're putting bodybuilding.com is going to put it out. No, there. they're not. That's oh, what they're I'm not. Saying. Oh, I thought this they is were. not theirs. Oh, oh shit. I'm not giving it to them. I'm going to monetize this one because I couldn't monetize the last one. Oh, so sorry guys. You got to pay for this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, got you, know, you. So many people, I just got like, I got so pissed. I was on Instagram the other day. And I did like a little teaser to this and, uh, you know, 30 days out version two coming. And, uh, you know, people are getting the hint that it's not going to be on bodybuilding. And some dude was like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, the last one was great, free or something. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Do we not have a right to make money in this business? I mean, I if, this is what we do, if this is what we do, we continue to bust our ass. Like, it's not like you have a job. You, you Most people work nine to five or they do whatever they do. We don't take that route so we can create things like I'm a creator. This is what I do. I do fitness 
stuff. I give um, programs and training manuals, and I'm getting away from that at some point to, you know, hire the best of the best in the future with my company, Metron, and then work on how to, you know, there, we can get into that in a minute, but I'm going to be morphing out of that. But for the time that I've spent my energy and the efforts that I've done, should we not be rewarded? It really pisses me off when like there's a book out there by an author and people go buy it. They have no problem with that. There's a dinner that you want to go buy. You go buy it. There's a shirt on the rack. You want to go buy it. But when it comes to fitness information, because it's so fucking free and so readily available, people get so mad when they have to buy it. And it oh, pisses yeah. me off. Oh, it's like when people get on your page and they start trying to tell you what you should be posting to. <laughs> well, give us more videos of this. You need to post more of this. Like, bro, <laughs> fuck you, dude. You know what? It takes time out of our day to sit down, video, edit, clip, do all that stuff, write up, write up content, tell them explaining all the detail and science behind it. Like, and, like uh, seriously, people should just buy your stuff just to support you, even if they don't even do it like seriously like all your mind pump fans should have a bot in all your books just because they listen to you and you've entertained them and it's like a bum on a subway if they entertain me i will give you a dollar if you don't entertain me if you don't do anything for me i'm not going to give it just because you begged for it but if you were listened and you were entertained are you not entertained like the, you know <laughs> you know what i mean like you should be paying for that service well i think point. there's going to be a lot look there's going to be people who uh you know want things for free but there's going to be a good percentage that want to support yeah, and you, you and you have and a also loyal following that like that that are big Craig fans yeah. that are, you and know will just because of here's that. the deal here's something that we've learned since starting Mind Pump because Mind Pump now is a little over a year old we started back in January and one thing that we noticed and it took a while to get the ball rolling but uh, we over deliver so we do we do have products you, you purchase we have programs like maps you know our different maps pro- programs and our you know our guides like our nutrition guide and our fasting guide. And uh, we, but we over deliver. So when people do finally make the leap and say, okay, I'm going to invest in a fitness product or program, it's way better than the free shit that they could get. And there's way more support. And we over deliver. And over time, you build up this, you know, this loyalty and this trust where people know that they're going to get way more than what they pay for. And you, I can say this with all, you know, to all the Mind Pump fans who don't know Craig. Craig's that guy. He does that. He over delivers. Well, you just heard him when he's talking about with his camera angles. Like how many guys just take a video? You know what I'm saying? Like how many guys actually take the time to shoot three different angles, cut it, splice it, edit Mm -hmm. it? Most of these dudes just, they use Or even read the comments. Or even read the comments on their social media. Like, you know, Craig's had a pretty huge following on there and he reads what people write and they ask him questions and he'll answer most of the time. So um, that's over delivering. And I think with fitness, because there is a lot of free shit out there. Um, it's not a lot of good shit. Yeah. It's shit. A lot of the free, most of the free stuff I've seen is garbage. Yeah. So, the, you know, if, even if it costs a little bit, you're going to get way better results. You're going to get way better attention, way better help and guidance and a better product. And it's totally worth it. Look, I'd rather, I'd rather invest a hundred dollars than, than take $10 and throw it down the toilet. Sure. Uh, you see oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you were just, you're, you're recently reading something. What were you just reading in nutrition? Uh, you had, uh, one oh, of the, no grain, no pain. Yes, yes, yes. Share a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. It sounded like you had a little bit of a, a paradigm shift with that book. Cause you yeah. posted about it. I, well, I was listening to uh Lewis's Lewis Howe's um, podcast. Um, his is the school of greatness. Just see interviews, like a lot of big name, uh, just a lot of big name, people that have been successful. I mean, he doesn't stick to one genre. He's in sports, he's in business. So, you know, he's kind of making a name for himself. But one of the guys that he had on was this Dr. Osborne, I believe. And uh, I listened to the whole thing and it just brought up a lot of things that I didn't realize. You know, I've never, you know, I only knew so much because I only did minor research as far as like, um, uh, not paleo, but um, gluten-free. Right. And apparently gluten's in a hell of a lot more things than we thought. You know, when it, even the gluten-free products that we see on the shelves, um, he goes to explain that 
there's only a specific gluten that the FDA regulates against. Right. And that gluten actually is in like anything that's grass for the most, any grass protein. So he's even saying you can't have um, brown rice. You can't have, like he goes into wheat. He goes into like everything. And he's like, if you completely reduce gluten from your diet, you're going to see a lot of autoimmune diseases, you know, come down. Like there's a lot of autoimmune diseases that are out there that are caused from food. And the more that we don't think about food, the more pesticides and everything else that are going on behind the scenes. So you've seen me buy more organic as of lately. I was I mean, just going to say, you posted man, on my thing that time. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting into, you know, more, it's not so much holistic, right. But just more organic. I'm trying to watch what just goes in my aware. body. Being aware. Because I was a knucklehead like most of these people out there buying the cheapest chicken just because I, you know, it's, I'm on that. It was time. all about macros. Exactly. Protein, fat, carbs, and calories. Did having a daughter, is that what sparked you to look deeper or is it because you're always trying to grow and change and learn anyway? A little bit of both. I mean, quite frankly, my daughter has a bunch of issues right now as far as um, intolerances. Like Wendy's on a ridiculous diet, no dairy, no cheat, no no dairy, no soy, no um, no egg. Um, because she she has an allergic reaction to these things right mm. now, um, so she's become more aware of it. And as as a family, I guess it maybe just hit the radar. Yeah. But truthfully, I mean, it's just it's it's just self education. You always, if you're going to stay in this game and you know be someone who speaks from the top of a microphone like we are now and provide advice, you better know what's going on. Well, bro, I want to. I love to hear. You I want to. Yeah. Yes, Great, I want to applaud you because uh, you look the way that you do. You're in this industry uh, in a in a cosmetic way, in, in, t- in the sense of you compete on stage, or, or maybe just this one last time, but you've done it in the past. And 99.9 percent of people like you are 100 percent about macros and calories, and that's it. And and they don't want to even acknowledge. I got in a debate yesterday on some uh, if it fits your macros page, and the guy on there was saying how aspartame, perfectly safe, drink it, you know, have it all, as long as you want. Not going to affect you. I got him to say in writing, and I asked him, I said, so what you're telling me is if someone consumed one to three cans of diet soda every single day for 10 plus years, that they will not suffer any adverse effects whatsoever. And he's like, no. It's like they're so stuck in this, uh, uh, you know, in their dogma that they're not even seeing the emerging science that's coming out or the science that's been done in the past that's proven it wrong. And uh, I applaud you for being open-minded enough to do mm-hmm. that because in our industry, or in the, especially in the bodybuilding physique industry, they want to ignore that shit. They don't right. want to talk about it. Well, one thing this book said or this podcast said, and this is probably what it hit me the most. He said, look, you can have your food, right? You can have your paleo diet or you can have whatever your 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 we in. It's not going to affect you today. You're not going to see an adverse reaction today. But what's going to happen in 20 to 30 years down the road? He's like, so many of these things trickle. They're, they're a long-term effect of you repeating the exercise. And so if you're doing this negative thing that might be on the scheme of things in the long run, you know, maybe... It's it's taking a percent a day. At what point does that actually matter? And that was the cause of you, con- you know, coming down with this disease or this cause later. Like my mother had stage three breast cancer. She ended up beating it. But I got to think that some part of that had to do with, you know, um, you know, the foods that she was eating and all these things that are talking. Like how many times do we see these articles that, oh, this food causes this, this food causes this. I'm not not looking the other way anymore. I'm, I'm actually researching and trying to understand a little bit better because quite frankly, there's so many things that are going on and we just trust blindly that society and that the food and that the things that we're eating are healthy for you, but you shouldn't. You should always be a little bit skeptical. Well, it's it's changing. It's changing. It used to be where we focused heavily on providing calories and mass production of food because for for most of human civilization, even organized human civilization, 
uh, the problems that arose from food was lack of lack mm-hmm. of new vitamins and lack of calories and lack of essential like fats and proteins, and that's what caused problems. Like we go back three generations, people were three four inches shorter because they didn't get like basics, right? So what we focused on was we focused on mass production, produce food, produce calories. We focused on crops we knew we could grow the hell out of corn, soy, you know, wheat. And that's what we subsidize and what we pay for. Like your tax dollars, a lot of your tax dollars goes to paying for these crops. That's why they're so cheap. Now that we have all this food, now that it's not an issue, like nobody starves anymore. I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't want to be a dick. Of course, there's people in America where, you know, not having enough food is an issue. But the main issue in America is now obesity and autoimmune disease and chronic illness. And I'll tell you something. Look, we're all relatively the same age in this room. Can you Do you guys remember anyone in your school, maybe you remember one guy or one girl in your school that had a peanut allergy or an egg allergy? Yeah. It was fucking rare when yeah, we were yeah, kids. Yeah. Now, and you're going to see it now, Craig, now that your daughter's grown up. Oh my up. God, yes. Dude, there's entire classrooms yeah. peanut free, entire schools. Nobody Shut can, it down if you come in with some, you know, planners. My last, my, la- my son was, uh, he's at a different school now, but the school he was at before Nobody in the entire school was allowed to bring anything that had nuts in it. The whole school couldn't bring it. So it's becoming a little bit of an epidemic. And when you're talking about autoimmune diseases, um, they're exploding. Now, I'm not, you know, there's definitely a correlation. I'm not making a, a, you know, 100% here observation. But, you know, these foods, these genetically modified organisms, these glyphosates that we spray all over them, you know, that didn't really start hitting the market till about the mid 90s. And in a very short period of time, they became, they, they dominated. Now, anything you buy that doesn't say organic on it, you're about 80 to 90% chance it's got some kind of GMO in it. And it just so happens to coincide with this explosion of uh, food allergies and children and autoimmune disease and all the different things. And we're going to, we can sit around and ignore it, but I'll tell you something. If you're a physique guy, a bodybuilder guy, and if it fits your macros person and you're on social media and you're doubling down and you're like, no, it's fine, it's healthy. Uh, you're going to look like a fucking idiot in about five years because this shit is coming out and the market is responding to all this stuff. Uh, you go to the store, like, it's not hard to find organic food anymore, but it was five, ten years ago. Right. You know, so. Isn't isn't there, um, isn't like an 80-20 rule with organic too? Doesn't it have to just be 80% clean and then there could be like some kind of like 20%? There's some kind of rule with that too. It's so, unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate that it's it's difficult. I'd say your, your best bet is, and it look, I, no one's perfect, okay? And I don't want to stress anybody out. But your best bet is to eat foods that don't come in a box, that aren't packaged. Um, eat foods that, okay, they say organic on them, but also foods that can handle if they're not organic, like avocados, for example. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. An avocado's got such a thick skin on it that even if it did get sprayed with something, the likelihood of any of it going into the part that you eat yeah. is, is, is much lower. Um, and then some foods are really sprayed the shit out of with with pesticides and stuff like that. And you got to kind of look at those and stay away from them. Uh, look at the food that your food eats yeah. and that kind of stuff. It's a well, whole be connected to yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, even locally, like uh, one thing is just like visiting like local farms and things like we've we've actually taken my son to a couple local farms and just, you know, uh, buying food there and making that like a somewhat of a priority uh, just so that they get connected to that process again. And then also like, you know, like you see the process firsthand 
And this isn't just a label. This isn't just a package. Because yeah, you're right, Craig. There's there's tons of marketing ways that they spin, uh, you know, to to fit within these parameters. And uh, that that's that's the game. The game is always these buzz terms. The game is always like these uh, these these little ways that they can kind of work around uh, the system in order to sell you. So well, we've talked about before. Like the the dream would be, you know. And you're getting ready to move and maybe you'd have the place to do this. I don't know if you've already started house shopping or not, but I mean, I would love to to grow like 80% of my food, you know, your vegetables and your fruits growing in your yard. You know, you go and you buy a cow for like the year, you know what I'm saying? And you, mm-hmm. and you literally go and see where it, it, it was raised and make sure that it's not getting shot up with a bunch of shit. And then you freeze that shit and you keep that. And that's what you live. I mean, that would be obviously the ideal. Now, realistically, not everybody can do that. So just like Sal was saying, you're trying to make as best of choices right. as you possibly can. But I tell you what, man, just being aware. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I never had psoriasis until i was 25 25 psoriasis comes out of nowhere on my body and and starts showing up all over the place for no apparent reason i have no idea why why it showed up i do know i did a lot of i took a lot of crap i ate a lot of shit a lot of bars a lot of freaking artificial shit a lot of diet cokes a lot and i mean you know i i could easily drink one to three diet cokes in a day easily could eat one to two bars in a day and i did that for years in the fitness industry. Now I looked, I looked decent. I kept myself in good shape, but then something like that comes up. And then now, now that I'm so much more aware and I start to play with my foods and I notice when I take those things out of my diet, all of a sudden it suppresses my psoriasis. And that to me, like is such an, and I know that's correlation. That's me. And I, and I don't have this huge study for everybody, but to me, it's so obvious. There's a lot of anecdote. Out, a yeah, lot of people. That, how, think about it this way, guys. Uh, we're now all in our thirties, right? And we've, we all have a lot of friends who've been, in fitness, taking supplements, working out, only focusing on macros. I have a lot of friends now, now that we're in our 30s, a lot of people now who are telling me who have gut issues all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I can't eat eggs. I used to be able to eat eggs yeah, like lactose crazy. All of a sudden, I can't eat. Oh, I can't. Protein powers fuck me up now, but I used to be able to have them all the time. Like, this is not a coincidence, man. Yeah. This is this is some shit that's going down. And, and I'll tell you what, Craig, you're, um, you're actually, I know you're doing this for the right reasons, but from a business sense, you're also being pretty fucking smart. Because in about five, this is where the market's going, dude. And in about five years, you're going to be the the ripped buff dude that also talks about this stuff while everybody else is still, you know, sounding like idiots. You well, know? one of the, one of the things that I always I loved about Craig since the day I met him and stuff. Uh, I mean, we his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah besides that, Absolutely. besides that, I'm super jealous of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's why I don't like him. I don't, I don't, I'm jealous because of that. No, when we when we first met, uh, he was the first uh, pro guy that I had ever met that was competing in just his outlook on it and his mentality and very similar like us. Like, you know, we never claim to know it all. And, and this, this is science. It's evolving. It's changing. So we're always, you know, one of the things that's great about all the men in this room right now is that we're, we're open minded enough to to be always searching for more information and learning and and not tying ourselves to a certain diet or certain way. He's always been very careful about even like when you ask him about his training, you know, he's not someone to be like, oh, I follow this way only or, oh, I eat this diet. Like, you know, Craig is one of the one of the, I mean, literally probably one percent of the one percenters out there that are bodybuilders and stuff that actually talk like that, that say, that are smart enough to know that. I'm not stupid enough to say that this is the way or the only way of doing things. I'm trying this out. I'm experimenting with this. You know, he just ran ketogenic not too long ago. Sal's doing it right now. I'm doing like a modified version of it. And really, it's it's learning about your body. You apply things like that. You read a book. You learn some stuff that's you know good information. You want to apply it to your own body. See what it see what it does, and and learn and and continue to grow and evolve like that. It's just. 
the, the industry needs more of it. So I hope I know you say you're changing some things and, and maybe moving on and stuff. I hope you don't completely leave because I really feel like the, the industry needs guys like you, you know? Well, as far as business goes, I mean, I guess this is how I'm going to split it just so you guys are aware. So I talked to all of you guys about Metron. I think Justin's the only one who followed through with a real appointment. <laughs> um, so let's just put this, I'm going to put it this way and don't take offense because it's, it's impossible to, I guess, take offense, but all the fitness programs are out there. Maps, HVT, uh, 30 Days Out, all of them, they're fucking ice cream flavors mm. of the same ice cream, right? No matter how you slice it, it's a fucking ice cream and it's just a different flavor in the game. You train this way, I train that way. It's going to be this, this different, this science, this whatever. But what's changing for me and what I'm doing to accelerate that is saying, okay, I'm going to go look for the coaches who I feel have the best, um, the best reasoning behind what they're doing and allow them to use our software system, which is a stimulus factor. So basically now you're training at a specific stimulus, which is probably the main thing that's going to get you a result in the end. So the platform that we created, Metron, is basically a way for a coach to implement their system, their style of training, their modalities into a software that's going to basically allow their users to train with a specific stimulus. So now you're going to train at a specific weight. You're not just going to say go to the gym. It's it's kind of like the guys that know periodization or these schedules. Like the powerlifters are really good into this because they know the specific ways to get stronger at each thing. However, you don't have to go to that extent. You just say, hey, if I want you to train at four sets of 10, what is that 10? Is that a 10 rep max? So your 10 rep max is 100%? Or do you want to train at a 90% reps or 80% max? So we're able to put that in there. So now when you make your training for your clients, they actually just see the number on the scale or the number on the weight. So they don't even have to think anymore because you, you actually have found out from doing either an assessment or from their previous test of doing that specific exercise and equipment combination, you know, the specific strength of theirs. And so we're always working like there was a, the CEO of Under Armour just came out with a state, a statement the other day. And we're, I guess we're just nipping at their heels, but he said, why do we know more about our cars than we know about our own bodies? Well, I put it this way. I was in Tennessee mm. and I had this like epiphany. I was sitting in bed. It was like three o'clock. I couldn't, you know, the time change was like messing me up and I couldn't sleep. I was just like rambling my thoughts. And, and I said, you know what, when I was a football player and I used to do sprints, we all did sprints together. The whole team did. Right. But that was completely asinine. Why did not the running backs run with the running backs and everyone broke off and they said, why are we not doing, why are we not just doing 10 or 12 or 20 or 15 or 12? Why is it not a specific number like 13 or 17, because that is the maximum that this group should be training at, the specific stimulus for them to get better in their, their career, not this generic number. Mm. Um, you know, when I'm doing a bench press, why is it usually like, hey, do five reps, do 10 reps, do 12 reps? Why isn't it fucking 13? Why isn't it 15? Why isn't it 11? You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. People are round these things up and make it too cute. Metrics when and analytics. There should be specific yeah. sequences. You should be stopping at a specific number, like go run a mile. No, go run a mile point two three. You know what I mean? Because that matters to what your VO2 maximum and your threshold is. You know what I mean? Like, and we're we're on the cutting edge of trying to figure all that stuff out through collecting data from the coaches. So mm-hmm. when I'm moving on, I'm saying, I guess I don't know how I got on this tangent, but I'm taking all of my training programs and putting them in Metron so I can start collecting this data, which I've already found out on heavy volume training. I usually have people basically pick one weight and I want to see kind of what their degradation is. It's not really the factor. It's really just their fatigue factor. But, you know, I would have them lift a maximum of, say, 18 reps. Is If they can get to 18 reps or something very close to it, you keep that weight. And then you rest between, you know, specific two to three minutes or whatever, and then repeat the exercise and repeat the exercise, but you don't lower the weight. And so naturally your reps are going to come down. 
what I found actually is between rep one and rep or between set one and set two, there's a 15% degradation of reps. Between set two and three, there's a 5% degradation. Three and four, there's like a 4% degradation. That's nerdy shit, but I'm into it. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, so are we. And, that's cool And stuff. I, I think that's what we're going and the future of all these wearables and everything. We're in Silicon Valley, guys. I mean, you got to use what's, what's around you. My right. partner is this this technical genius. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're figuring all this stuff out. So all these wearables are going to help us get to there faster. But in the future, you're no offense, but coaches are going to be very limited i think the coaches that exist are going to be the guys in the gym showing people specifically yeah. they're going to be the ones interpreting all the data there and the go. analytics there right go. sure but so, they're going to have to show you the path because not you, right. you might be able to just get a thing but an exercise you're going to have someone correcting them but um, i think the online training market is going to be wiped out in the mm-hmm. future oh i think so too. well well here's the deal i mean that's one of the things we encourage when when we develop the maps program yeah, was, maps is evolution there's it's no complete evolution no format to no it. we we put sample routines on there based on our experience but we totally encourage uh, modification, and then we created a forum, and that's what we do on the forum: is we listen to you know what people's mods are like, uh, how they modify the workout, what works best for them, because we know as personal trainers what you're saying. So what you're saying is something that personal trainers have been training a long time understand is that you know uh, those individual factors play a huge role in how somebody will progress. You're just trying to f- use technology right. to yeah. do that, and and up until today, that technology hasn't existed. It's evolved but now a it's, lot. It's made yeah. a huge leaps and bounds, bro. Tw- right. Ten years ago, we had heart rate monitors. I mean, they didn't have you know things that could really analyze and measure these types of things, and you can write charts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still such an individual, you know, individualized thing. But we've always encouraged that modifications are extremely important, and really learning your body. One of the f- things that we constantly hammer on Mind Pump is to listen to your body. And you know, I don't care who you are, you can follow a program that works great for someone else. But if you don't listen to your body, it might not. It well, might not work for we you. We know all. that progression is not linear. That's why we've talked yeah, about that many that's, times. That's the whole path of like the the Wendler five three ones and all these like the formulas that we had. And I said, this doesn't make any sense. You know. Between rep one and rep two, there's a specific actual percentage of increase that you're supposed to know. If I did, you know, two reps at you know 300 pounds, what does that correlate to? Well, what happens when you get it to 18? It's the same linear progression, but I got to tell you, 18 reps, time under tension, lactic threshold, oh, oxygen, VO2 oh, yeah. max. It's a different, it's a different world. So it's a sloped curve. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it doesn't work. Uh, it, it doesn't. It's not perfect clean lines. Mm. Um, and. Uh, the more data you get, the more likely you are to come up with something more accurate right. for the individual. Um, okay. But there's so many factors. I mean, God, it's got to be daunting to come up with that kind of stuff because I think about all the right. factors that affect. Oh, just for heart rate variability. I mean, that was the. Exactly. You know, the, that's part of like trying to analyze all these different stress factors that are going to contribute to all these minute variables within your day that your heart rate now, is going to experience. Now, Justin, the heart rate variability, you had said a while ago off air that they, they basically said, oh, this is a lot different than we thought it would be. Or uh, I was experimenting with it, and the numbers uh, didn't really correlate to the feelings like some of my athletes were going through mm-hmm. with this. And so that was the frustration on my end is that I feel like it could get better uh, as far as like uh, analyzing whether or not – uh, the energy level there was at the intensity that um, was projected. So, yeah. Yeah. well, there's so many factors, like the mental factor. Right. You know, I could my body, your, your could mood. Feel- you know, like exactly. people you run into, what you ate. You know, the, the previous night before, how much sleep you got. Like, it, it really just it affects everything on such a minor level, but on a on a on a big level when you when you start to aggregate all. Well, that. think about it this way: uh, you could literally um, have a single thought in your mind and it will affect your performance 
right then and there. Like, yep. like you know, uh, Adam, you just had a, a, a horrible loss in your family, right? Yeah. You could be in the, you could be ready to work out, mind clear. I'm psyched. Oh, yeah. Boom, you think about that, and uh, you know, it's so new in your mind that it's going to affect you that second. Even though all things are awesome, oh, heart rate I, variability. I'll tell you right now that I mean, I just had this conversation with Katrina the other night, and I was laying in bed and just kind of uh, frustrated and you know, with my workouts and my training and everything that's going on right now. And she's like, why are you, are you upset? You look great right now. You're, you've been dialed. I said, that's why I'm frustrated. I'm fucking dialed right now. I'm dialed nutritionally. I haven't, I'm perfect on my workouts. I'm tracking everything that I'm doing right now. But because of all this stress and everything that I've had in my life the last four weeks, it's, I can't get it to go no matter what. And I, you know, and I'm doing all meditating, I'm resting, I'm eating right. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. But then when it's go time in the gym, I'm seeing a regression and there's nothing more frustrating when you know you're dialed, like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, but then the body's not responding the way you want it to respond because there are, there's other uh, intangible factors that come into play. Like when you talk about emotions and feelings and stress and, and that's what's going on with me right now. And, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, I have to change my attitude. My attitude can't be about progressing right now. It just has to be more about actually de-stressing and it has to be more therapeutic for myself and so and, and you saw me lifting we lifted in the gym the other day and if you that routine that you saw me doing is so not a normal routine for me I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm, I decide okay well I'm not gonna let myself you know get frustrated that I'm squatting less than I was you know a month ago I'm not gonna let my deadlift that my deadlifts down 50 pounds I'm not gonna let that fuck me up instead you know what I'm gonna switch my my focus my focus now is directly on mobility and I'm gonna stretch and 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 relax and plus that's gonna help me with my stress anyways too it's just opening my body up relaxing Thinking about my core, thinking about other things that I can focus on, so I feel like I'm, I'm my body may be progressing in a different area. You know, and I might be seeing it in strength. That's that's know? true. And I'll tell you, um, you know, if you, if Craig, if if with with your with your business with Metron, if you can figure this out, uh, that will be uh, a massive breakthrough in the industry. Because at the moment, right now, one of the best ways you could do it for yourself is just to be ex- totally objective, which is. Very difficult. I mean, there's always a subjective part when you observe yourself. Sure. Like Adam was saying, you know, I'm looking at myself and I, I, I don't, uh, I personally don't acknowledge stress and that's a problem. I don't acknowledge it. Like I'm stressed the fuck, right? But I don't even say to myself I'm stressed. I just, I just ignore it. And that's how I tend to handle things. And that's not really a good way to be objective. Yeah. Um, if you really want to assess yourself, you have to be able to step outside your body and become your own trainer and treat yourself as if you're training someone else. And I found that for myself at least, uh, to be the, the you know most accurate, but Craig, if you can figure out a way to measure that and with analytics, which I know you're busting your ass trying to do, mm-hmm. um, that will be a massive breakthrough yeah. in the fitness industry. We got some things on the roadmap. I mean, even just the way that we calculate your one rep max is is a an algorithm and a pro, uh, you know production on its own. Um, you know, you got to think of what happens if someone throws me a line where they're doing like something way outside their what their potential is. You know, so how do we combat the outliers? And so there's like a 30 day average that we're looking into specifically. Then how fast do we degradate given someone you know, Damn, starts going dude. down? We also have <laughs> well, inter- this is an inter- uncharted territory. Intraset degradation, like example, like if you were supposed to come in here and do something like a example, I was supposed to go bench 315 for five and I ended up, you know, right off the bat hit 315 for three. Everything should change right then and there. The whole workout should just swap and just go, OK, you're not as strong as you are. Everything's going to mm-hmm. get lowered by this percentage. So, so basically what we're you're- it's not there, but uh-huh. it's close. Some of, some of the stuff is there, but that's where we're going. Like I have all this shit written down and yeah. working with the team. We actually just had a data scientist that we were just talking to, potentially bring bring him on board too, just to see, start crunching our numbers and see where all those little things are. I just want to interpret that from like, and, and tell me if I'm right, 
as far as like what you're what you're uh, <clears throat> providing. Like if I'm if I'm going into this workout, what you're doing is you're calibrating based off of your performance going into the workout, and then that in a sense shifts the entire workout and then the program as a result. So it should for the most part, I mean, per per that specific exercise. I mean, you keep telling this, you keep telling the system, you're not as strong as you were. It's going to listen. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's one of those things where it's supposed to be personalized to you. Everyone talks about these personalized programs, you you know, so it's an evolving uh, algorithm software adaptive. adaptive. There you go. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, uh, that's a big mountain climb. Well, no, it's a, I tell you what, if we didn't have, it's going there. Let me just put it that way. It's going there. If we're not doing it, it's someone else. It's like AI. It's like AI for fitness. hundred percent workouts. When you, when you talked about maps, you know, one of the things that we, when we said we were going to create these programs, we were all very adamant about it can't be cookie cutter. So how do we do that? And right now, because the technology doesn't exist, what you're doing, we had to create something. We had to create a forum that still allows us to evolve and change and just answer. use our experience and be right. trainers yeah, yeah. And, and be trainers. So it requires, so our program isn't like a normal program where someone buys it and it's like, off you go, see you later. Mm-hmm. It's, it requires us still having to be a part of it, which you're, you're building something that I, w- I would, I can't wait till it's done because that, that you're, you're going to be able to plug and go type of deal, you know? Well, the way it's kind of the thing too. I mean, we're, we, I've already talked and tried to get these guys on board. I know they, they launched their own product, but um, maybe there's a time in the future that they'll join the team. But more or less, what we're also doing is kind of like the bodybuilding.com model where, you know, you can go on that website and get, you know, pretty legit trainers. You know, they do a really good job of, you know, putting together a good presentation, a good Mm -hmm. media package for you to follow. And it keeps people interesting, which matters. I mean, people need to be interested and intrigued to to start seeing these things. But ultimately, I don't give a shit about that. I want to see the results, right? Ultimately, I want you to start a program and get the results. But I also don't want you bored. So we're doing more of like, it's not this program when when I say Metron, it's not Crecoperso. You know, I am one of the coaches on there, one of the authors, if you will, um, creators, but it's crowd coaching. We're looking for the best of these people in all different genres of, of fitness because we have the running package right now. We're going to look for a strength coach. Um, we have, you know, me on the fitness side, but that's not doesn't mean just me. There's more room because ultimately you're going to get sick of me. I can't say that, you know, you're going to follow Cricket Perso or Maps or or these guys for the rest of your life. You're going to find that you're going to just want a variation. Some days I want chocolate. Some days I want vanilla. You know what I mean? So what we're looking at is saying, okay, we're, let's put a very good incentive model for the coaches to come on board to give us all their, their information in like this pool. So now a user would sign up in a subscription model and have access to everything. And the, the way the coaches get paid is they get paid for presenting whoever and get signups. So it's kind of like an affiliate revenue model, but they would keep their users um, and get their pay for the existence, no matter if they're on my program or another program. Got it. And so therefore, you know, that customer is still, still in the program a year from now, but they're not even using your program, but you sign them up or you got their affiliate link to, you know. So you get that residual so you, you get, can help build a exactly. business. Exactly. So what we're trying to do is just, there's so many guys in this fitness industry that just don't have a clue of how to build, right? So it's not that we're trying to help the the coaches out. We're really trying to help the users out first, but we are trying to show that there is a model. There is a business behind this. You know, why should Under Armour, all these other companies, you know, reap the rewards when you guys are the ones putting in all the effort, you know? So I'm really trying to, it's kind of like a give back on both ends. Well, the bottom give, line is if you, if you create good incentives for the coaches too, they're going to want to be there and right. put more into it and put more. Sure. So are you moving the operation now to Tennessee? We're going to fly Valley's, back and forth. Silicon Valley is going to be the, the, the obviously headquarters because okay. that's where uh, my partner lives and the engineering you know staff. We have a team in Philippines as well. But I'm moving me and uh, I'm VP of business development, more marketing and stuff. Got so it. I'll I'll do what I do from afar. I mean, I'll have to fly back for meetings and stuff. We have some interesting stuff coming up. 
Got a guy in from China this week um, that's going to come through. Uh, I'll be speaking at Pepperdine um, right after the show on the 14th, um, talking with one of our advisors, chief physiologist of Red Bull, um, in his class, talking a little bit about Metron and that. But uh, on the other side of Live Life, my other business, which, you know, I find myself just doing too many things sometimes. And kind of, <laughs> you don't say. Kind of, kind of the reason I'm trying to pull That's back crazy. is Live Life is more going to be, you know, me speaking, you know, potentially even a podcast in the future. I know we talked about it early on that mm-hmm. I was going to figure out and do my own thing. But, um, you know, with everything going on, I just sometimes you need to focus. I read that book by Gary Keller, The One Thing. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just focus on what you should do, not what you could do. And uh, I'm realizing I'm I'm splitting I'm splitting um, not hairs, but I'm splitting where people want to go for me for specific things. So anything fitness related that they want to follow from Craig is going to now be on Metron and anything they want to follow inspirational wise or listen to me talk or whatever is going to be on live life. So I'll, I'll create more of consultation services, um, things of that nature and speaking engagements, potential camps and stuff like that. Smart. Well, that was a very powerful. So focus on what you should do, not what you could do. Yeah. That, see that that guy gave me a little little shock there because I'm always focusing on what I can like yeah. I can do all this shit so I should do it all versus what I should should very cool that's mm-hmm. great dude. Mm-hmm. that's really yeah good. it's a good excuse you to um uh, the last time when we were hanging out around the pool uh, you were just starting <laughs> to um, take on clients yourself because you never really had to coach you've always been a sponsored athlete always had other business going mm-hmm. on so you never really had to one on one coach. Now that you've been doing that, what do you what's your what's your feedback on that? Well, like, the only reason I did it again was a business thing. Um, Metron does have a one on one coaching option, so you're using. I that am to, the only one doing it. Got it. Um, is a test. Um, you know, I said, let me do this to see if I can make a one on one coach's job better. Got it. And you know, we haven't really engineered past the initial. You know, all the things that I wanted to happen. There's there's some engineering that needs to take place before we open that end of it up, but. Um, our website is going to be updated by probably by the time this airs. So it'll be a good time for people to go check that out. It's metron.io. But, uh, how was the experience? I mean, I've dealt with it in the past just briefly, just, you know, just because when I've started becoming somebody in the industry, it's very easy to put yourself out there and say, Hey, I'll coach you, Mm -hmm. you know, based on my experience. But, um, you know, obviously there's people that follow and people that don't. So, I mean, I do get frustrated because if I was to train someone, I would rather train like a, a really high level athlete. Like, you know, I think Justin has that that group nailed you know for mainstream and me i'm happy to just produce you a book and say i know you're going to disappoint me 50 percent of the time so um <laughs> go ahead and do it at your leisure but you know for me to hold you accountable and get frustrated every time that you don't deliver what i say um that doesn't doesn't work for either of us because you're paying a high price for me and i'm getting frustrated every time i see your check-in so um you know i have some good clients that are following and, and coming along but if you're not there watching them if you're not giving them these extreme things they're not seeing extreme changes you know what I mean? It's like you you got to figure out who your client is. Some clients just want to talk and have that conversation with you and just have access to you. So it really just depends. And in all honesty, I don't I would rather not charge people just for access to me. And I would just say, hey, come watch me speak. Come hear me listen. Watch me on live and we could do it for free. I don't feel like I, I deserve that. Just providing you access is, you know, I'm going to take money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather again, like I like results. I want to leave you with a nugget. I want to every time I talk, I want to make sure that someone takes something out of the conversation and I provided them with something like, you know, too many people just stroke their egos and they just want to be these these people seen in the lights that I don't care about any of that. Mm. Like, I really, truly care about if you're going to pay for me or if you're going to watch me or you're going to do anything, 
you should be taking some con- something that I've learned in my life that I'm trying to articulate to you back. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You talked a little bit about uh, competing again. I wanted to ask you, like, if you had thought about anything else, like, like in particular, like, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. If you want, tell if you us be about honest, that because, just because uh, it's, I, I want to dive into. I know that. you guys love. I know. No, you guys is, that, <laughs> is that why you're working on the shoulder mobility yeah, overhead? Yeah, that's why I figured out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, straight up, I just find this the most challenging thing that exists right now, and not that I, I like to put myself in those precarious positions because I certainly would come at it. I think from a different angle. Mm-hmm. I think I'll certainly train for a year not in a CrossFit box, but more the way I would do CrossFit, like mm-hmm. more like CrossFit meets fitness, meets football, meets, you know, all these other, th- all these other things. Hire an Olympic training coach, do all that stuff. Well, there's going to be probably some interesting stuff down in Tennessee that I'll have to get into. They got training facilities and the speed camps and different things oh, okay. that I'll be, I just like training like an athlete mm-hmm. and the closer I can get to doing that. And the only, and the only game I see doing that is CrossFit, you know, as far as, you know, production wise. Mm-hmm. And so if there was anything mid road, like, you know, maybe I'll go do some of these like tough mutters and just do it for time and get like really, you know, maybe get really active with it that way. But it I feeds just, that I competitive just, side. I just sure. miss being able to train for performance, being able to eat per perform per. Excuse me, for for <laughs> performance and not sacrifice everything in my life in between. Fitness is supposed to be there to make to have fun. You're supposed to do this because you enjoy it, not yeah. because you're trying to sacrifice to look a certain way. And I'm sorry if you're out of shape. Yeah, then you you kind of messed up. And you know what, guys? That one's on you. You put yourself in that position. So now you have to take yourself out of that position. But once you get to a level that you're comfortable in your fitness goals, let's make it fun, not miserable. Yeah, yeah. it's a lifestyle. Well, you, right. I, I, I want to say, too, that you fit a perfect example of why I do like CrossFit. And that is somebody who literally wants to compete in CrossFit. Somebody who see, has a competitive mentality says... Mm-hmm. That looks hard as fuck. I want to see how good I could do at it. And you're going to go tra- and you're already working on mobility. You're you're prepping yourself to get ready to, to prep to do CrossFit, which that is the pro- and you're you're approaching it like a sport. It's a sport. Yeah. Like you should. And that is the, the the problem that we've always had about CrossFit is people that it approach works, it like a workout. Well, it's turned into this huge business. I mean, there's they're everywhere, right? There's probably 50 here in the Bay Area, maybe more in just San Jose now of these boxes. And if, when you walk into them, you don't see a bunch of Craig Caperso in there no, no, no you don't see any of that you see you know soccer moms and you see people that are extremely overweight and have terrible mobility and you know doing all these athletic movements and that's the problem i have with it having a guy who says like fuck that looks hard i could do some of that stuff and i think i might be pretty good at it let me get after and it i'm gonna train for a year like yeah, you just said i'm gonna yeah. train my body to be able to do it and let's see what i can do that's awesome and that's why i love watching the sport and i think it's fun to watch it it's the people that get that confused on it's a way of life. You know, it's a way. If, if you're somebody who uh, approaches it like that, I think that's that's how you should approach it. Well, the one good thing I'll say, I mean, I know this this channel over here <laughs> gives CrossFit a hard time, but the one thing that they do well is they get people motivated. And you can't take that away from them. 100%. Right? You yeah, know, right. so, you know, whether it's it's a mom who's out of shape or someone who does not have mobility, as long as they find a facility that's going to train them with good coaches and that's probably hard to find because I like you said people are just trying to make money and we've seen some of these horrendous videos that surface on the internet of these people doing like these lifts um but if your mentality is look I want to I, I need some, some I need someone to hold my hand to help me get to it because I can't do it myself there might be a good place for you to go because it's that crowd mentality that's your brother from another mother struggling just there with you and that matters sometimes to a lot of people I mean that's what I think got a lot of us through sport, right? Justin played sports with, you know, 
I don't know that you guys, did you play a sport? Yeah, what did you play? I did. I played basketball. So, you know, that mentality, you, when you're pushing it, you're pushing even more because your friends are pushing it. Yeah. And so it actually makes you a better you. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands curves got huge. I don't know if you guys remember curves, right? These, uh, those of course all women's, <laughs> come on, dude, they were every, well, I don't know. Craig's on the East coast. Um, yeah, they have them? So curves, really? it, it was huge on the West coast. Those there? Oh, Shut the fuck up. That's the so, fastest growing okay. chain ever, ever, ever of all time. So wow. curves were these small little yeah. facilities. They had oh. pneumatic equipment that would set up in a circle and it was women only. And you'd go from one machine to another. And it was pneumatic, so you could. You, it wasn't very intense. And what Curves, in terms of their programming, in terms of their effectiveness, it was crap, crap, crap. However, Curves was able to reach a percentage of the, uh, of the market or the population that gyms weren't touching. And these were people that were intimidated, people that... You know, uh, we're really overweight. Group support. Right. And so that's one thing I'll always say that they did a very good job of. Now, CrossFit is completely different in (laughs) who they're approaching. However, CrossFit's also doing that in in a similar sense, in the sense that they're, like you said, they're motivating people and getting people to work out with barbells and dumbbells who might normally never want to do that. It's group support for like intense junkies. Right. Right. Like me and Craig. Right. Right. Yeah. In, in some aspect, I mean, like you said, there are the moms, the people that probably shouldn't be there, you know, doing some if of the things a good that they're coach, doing. Yeah. Right. But I'm just saying it, you know, let's not, you know, more or less, I'm trying to take a new approach. I mean, I swear and I'm like that guy and it is what it is. I got a potty mouth, but I'm trying to get better. But my approach in the past has been sometimes a little negative, a little derogatory. And, you know, that's not me anymore. It's like I'm, I'm learning from my mistakes and I'm learning to say, hey, I don't have to take a, a negative thought of mine and put it on someone else, I can actually say, let me look for the positives in each of those situations. So in that positive, I'm saying, hey, it's getting people motivated and doing something sure. that they were not doing prior. Mm-hmm. You know, if it mattered that they were sitting on their couch, I would rather them in a CrossFit facility moving than sitting on their couch costing me more money on my healthcare insurance. Well, hey, for, for me, they're bringing more people into, the, into fitness. Hey, that's great because the ones that figure out it's not for them, guess where they're going to go? They're going to probably train with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Always, yeah, um, Always. Where can people find you at Instagram? What's your Instagram? Yeah, let's plug handle? all the stuff you so got going on. Craig Caperso. I mean, I'm uh, one of those guys that- At you know, Craig Caperso. At Craig Caperso on it. <laughs> you try to keep it simple. It's ridiculous yeah, when, cool. you, when you put these little names out there, but yeah, at Craig Caperso. Awesome. Listeners, please leave us a five-star rating and review on when's, iTunes. When's, uh, when's, the, when's the book uh, officially supposed to- Do you know when it's going to drop? April and- 1st is my estimated date. I mean, okay. I got a mountain of things to do beforehand, but April 1st, um, it's going to be- live on metron.io so you can check it out there and okay. then if you want to just see more from me specifically like me the person live life livlife.com beautiful and you can find mind pump at mind pump radio on instagram you can find me at mind pump sal you can find adam at mind pump adam you can find justin at mind pump justin and you can check us out at mindpumpmedia.com thanks 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 for having me boys thank you for listening to mind pump for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from sal adam and justin visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.